It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I'm so happy that you're part of Paying It Forward today. Let's start this week's show with the business tip of the week. So this week, um, I've decided, being that I have recently gone to a Shark Tank casting call here in New York, I think the tip of the week should be, if you have a hunch in your gut that you really want to take a chance on something. When you have your own business, just follow that hunch. Follow your gut and go for it. You know, by going and experiencing that casting call, it was a lot of fun. And the chances of getting chosen to be on that show is really almost, it's slim to none. But the fact that I actually went and I had have that experience behind me, and I took a lot of time to fill out that application. The fact that I did it, I can now check it off of my bucket list that, yes, at least I gave it a shot. So I guess what I'm saying is, in business, a lot of times it's super important as a business owner to really just follow your gut feelings and give it a chance. What do you have to lose? So that's the business tip of the week. So I have to say, I always say this, but today's show is going to be very, very exciting. Um, my guest today is truly the perfect example of someone who really knows how to pay it forward. He pays it forward in so many different ways. He does it with his family, but he really, really does it with the community. So um, let me give you a quick background on my guest today. Our guest today is Ellis Adler. He runs a small company called Funny Man Productions. He produces and performs children's comedy shows for private and public venues. Ellis has been doing children's shows for 32 years, even though he doesn't even look 32 years old, but he has been doing it for 32 years. In addition, he has taught and directed for many of those years in early childhood. Ellis has a master's degree in early childhood and special ed, along with being president of the NENAEYC in New Jersey. He has done teacher workshops on feelings, humor, and child advocacy. Ellis has dedicated most of his adult life to helping children through theater, humor, and education. In 2014, he founded the Give and Laugh program, combining two of his life's passions, creating laughter and help children in need. 
So with that, I'd like to give a nice warm welcome to Ellis Adler. Good morning, Ellis. Good morning to you. How are you today, Ellis? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. I I love your story, and we've connected on Facebook, even though I know we are local to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's right. really amazing how, you know, LinkedIn and Facebook, how social media can really bring people together. So I'm super happy that you have taken the time to be a part of Paying It Forward. So tell us, Ellis, Tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get into the business that you were in? Uh, yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, first, I take the opportunity to thank you for doing this and for me to tell the story. I really appreciate it. Um, You're so I, welcome. <laughs> I, was, uh, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My dad was in business. My uncle was in business. I grew up with that entrepreneurial spirit and my blood. Um, I worked in my dad's company for several years, and after a couple of years, he was in the baking business. Uh, after a couple of years, I decided I wanted to go into something more people-oriented, uh, so I decided to go into teaching, um, and I had a friend of mine that I've always been very good at coaching and working with younger children. Uh, I've been probably, a, you know, when I was on a sports team, I was a better informal coach than I was a, the athlete, so um on that tip, I decided to go into teaching, and I got my master's mm-hmm. degrees in uh, early childhood, and I went into the uh, teaching profession. And um, about two or three years into the job, uh, the director of the school was just this wonderful person. She, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for her. But she showed me a Catholic newspaper that had a, a clown ministry class. And she said, you know, you use so much humor in the classroom, you'd probably be good at uh, doing clowning. So I went to this uh, church, and there was uh, eight nuns, and they taught me how to do clowning. We went to hospitals and old-age homes. and So there I was, this uh, Jewish fellow with eight nuns doing uh, <laughs> clowning. And, um, you know, I enjoyed it. And they said, you're very funny. You're very good at that. And one day a parent gave me some money to come to their house to perform, and I was like, hmm, this is very interesting. Uh, you get paid uh, a pretty significant amount per hour to do this, even compared to teaching, which kind of a sad commentary but it is I ended up, yeah i ended up i ended up doing a show and the the show was developed for early childhood where i transform into a clown in front of the kids because they're afraid of the costumes so i started out doing this transformational clown the children i love that the children uh you know they knew it was me and mm-hmm. they saw me transform and originally i did it to a lot of music uh, but over the years, I became very verbal with it, and I added a lot of humor, a lot of physical comedy, although my bones are getting older now, so it's a little hard to do that. <laughs> a lot of uh, verbal comedy. Uh, you know, I do a lot of play on words with kids. I say something wrong, and then they correct me. Or just, uh, you know, language for early childhood is very important, so you can play around with that. And a lot of participation. And the show is fast-paced and very humorous. And it's, you know, my thing is laughter makes you feel better, makes you heal, so the children really get a kick out of it. And I did that for a long time, and I taught, so I had a dual career. And about two years ago, I, um, I went back into this business. I was teaching until 2010. I went back into doing the shows and the clown business, Funny Man Productions. And uh, I 
I always felt I wanted to do something connected to helping other people. But how could I relate that to business? Uh, for instance, and, you know, I've talked to you briefly, I have a friend that does that on a world stage. He has a, you know, a Fortune 500 company that he's been with, but in his doings, he helps people. So it's, it's the, uh, the private sector doing social good. And um, his company is healthcare, so that's a pretty good fit. I couldn't figure out how I would do, how would I connect uh, entertainment and children's entertainment and laughter with the idea of giving and helping. So I came up with this program, as you read, called Give and Laugh. And basically, mm-hmm. I produce local children's shows to benefit local charities. And um, I've been on, I'm on my third one coming up, and um, it's a lot of hard work, labor of love. But um, it's great. It's a great connection because laughing is a healing, and you make people feel good about themselves. At the same time, people get a chance to help others feel good about themselves, too, that are less fortunate than, than we are. This is great. So tell us a little bit. I know you have a program happening this weekend, right? Tell us a little yes. bit about that. So it's yes. happening right here. Is it right in the high school or where is it? No, actually, it's it's not. It's in Belmore. Most of my events are you know scattered throughout Long Island. This is okay. in Belmore. This is a, a wonderful charity called Birthday Wishes. Um, the schools in our district, Oracle Spring Harbor District, are familiar with it because they've done fundraisers. For them, birthday wishes goes into homeless shelters. There are 60 homeless shelters in Long Island, approximately, and children are there by no fault of their own, as I wouldn't have to tell you, based on, you know, an incarcerated parent, um, you know, abusive situation, um, you know, drugs and alcohol. And these kids are innocent victims, and, you know, they have their birthdays, just like we do. Uh, so Birthday Wishes goes in and does birthday parties. They find out when the children's birthdays are, and they celebrate their birthdays. And I was just so enthralled by that for the fact that, obviously, I work with children my whole career, and I do entertainment. I went into a few shelters. I went in one with my son, and he came up with his own program about helping them. But um, it was just such a rewarding experience. I spoke to the woman in charge. Her name is Jamie. And we... I decided to do a Give and Laugh event for them. So April 25th and April 26th, that's a week from this weekend, uh, we're going to do a fundraiser for birthday wishes with a wonderful old-time magician named John LaPree. Very simple, very funny magician. He's going to do shows uh, three days on Saturday, three days on Sunday. And obviously the public is invited. And you know I have a website for it, or you can get tickets by mail. And the other fun thing about my Give and Laugh is that every single one of my benefits, if you don't want to come to the show, like if you don't want to see a magic show or you don't want to see whatever it might be, uh, what you do is you can donate a ticket. So when you donate a ticket, you don't come to the show. That ticket goes to, in this case, Jamie Rapfogel, who runs Birthday Wishes. And then we take those tickets and we distribute them to the shelters. So then the shelter kids and the families get to come. Transportation is a challenge, but we give them out as many as we can because we get a lot of tickets. And then if I can't give them out all to them, I go around to the Head Start programs, which was my first benefit was Head Start, and I distribute them to the Head Start children and families, and then they get to come because, as my son said, these kids don't just deserve shelter and food. They deserve a right to have fun. 
You know, oh, they, you know, they're they right deserve right happiness. Liberty. I agree. How sweet is, is that? I mean, Ellis, I have goosebumps with the whole concept of all of this because it's so hard to believe that there are so many homeless shelters here right where we live, right on Long Island. It is hard to believe. Um, I also did the Harry Chapin Food Bank. And, you know, I, I didn't know the number, but I was shocked that just, you know, food hungry people, I think there's a I think the figure is about 186,000. Uh, these shelters house, uh, I think, approximately 15 or 1,700 people total, and the children there range from 1 to 16. And it is shocking because, you know, as I spoke about my friend Gary, who does this around the world, we hear stories of, you know, extreme poverty in the world, and we know there is. But in our backyard, we don't really think of that. We don't really see that, and um, it's not as prevalent as other areas of the world, but it is there. And, you know, all really people are asking for is an opportunity. Uh, my thing is not necessarily health or education. Well, it is education. My thing is just give them, give them a little happiness. You know, let them, let them have a good laugh. Let them experience, you know, how many of them have been to a movie. So this is what I do. And, um, you know, this the look on these kids' faces and these, these families when they come to these things, is absolutely priceless. I mean, Aww. I bid Santa Claus for Harry Chapin. I remember this whole Head Start program came in on one of the shows, and these children were so grateful um, to, you know, meet Santa. You know, maybe they wouldn't get to meet him otherwise. And, um, you know, it just makes it all worthwhile. This is great. So we're coming up on a quick break, but we'll be back to hear more about all of the great works that Ellis Adler is um, working on. So everyone, please stay tuned and we'll be back shortly. Thank you. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. 
From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back to Paying It Forward, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I'm so happy I have my guest, Ellis Adler, with us. And Ellis, um, before we took a break, you started to tell me that you were involved in the Harry Chapman um, I, is it a foundation? It is, correct? Yes. Uh, Harry Tell Chapin, us a little bit uh, about that. Sure. Harry Chapin, uh, it's called the Harry Chapin Long Island Cares uh, Food Bank, a very large food bank. They're also, I think, in Florida. And, you know, Harry Chapin, for those of you who don't know, was a musician in our area, from Huntington. Um, and he, uh, you know, a famous musician, and he was a great folk singer, and I loved his stories. Fortunately, I think he passed away in a motorcycle accident many years ago. And he was just totally dedicated to making sure that people aren't hungry. And um, he was, uh, if you ever hear some of his statements about it, he would talk about going into a school. And this really relates to, obviously, my teaching and education. And he would say at Thanksgiving they would do a fundraiser, and they'd, it would be great. they raise all this you know, food, and they get food and cans and perishables, and they deliver them. And then he's saying, it's too bad if the principal the next day could say, what about tomorrow? Because that's, the concept is that, you know, it's not, it's not just a singular event. Right. You know, if people are food hungry. My youngest son, we dropped off to the Harry Chapin Food Bank um, about 600 pounds of food one day, because I do food drives for them. And this really, a lot of times I do food drives that has nothing to do with my business of Give and Laugh. It's a separate philanthropic philanthropic venture and we dropped off the food and my he was like seven he said wait a minute well what happens when, how long will this food last i said i don't know like a day and he said oh what happens what about tomorrow so even, even a child understands that concept so in my business of give and laugh it's constant it's you know it's not just a one-time thing and it's a regular thing so you know for especially for food i mean you know it's a basic need, obviously. And, you know, you just have to understand that people have a lot of different circumstances in life that can lead them to this point, and they just need help on a regular basis. So the food bank is, uh, is you know, quite large, and they, um, they're just very dedicated to, to helping people out. This is great. So you really do a lot for the community, Ellis, and I really, I personally thank you, and I know that this whole community is so happy to have you as part of it. I was just talking to a friend of mine this morning on the phone, and I was saying, oh, I'm having Ellis Adler on my radio show today, and she got all excited. She said that you recently did an event over at the school, and the kids really, really loved it, so you're always helping so many people, and um that's why I'm so excited for you to be on the show because you truly pay it forward. So with that, you know, we, you have mentioned that you um, were a teacher several times, but we didn't really get down to why, why did you decide to become a teacher? 
well, you know, as I stated before, I was in my dad's business, and it was well, the baking business. And I guess as the as a typical joke would go, I was making too much dough in that business, and I decided. Oh, that's to, so funny! Yeah. I decided to uh, to leave it. It was various reasons why. It just wasn't a people oriented business. Right. My dad was very fevering about what he did, and he used to say, you know, you got to sell the cookies, and and I just it just wasn't for me, you know, and I. Um, Talked it over with a friend of mine, actually the friend that we had talked about, and he said, you know, you'd be good at probably running a school one day or a preschool teaching young children. So I switched gears. I actually went to Europe and Israel for a couple of months in the summer, came back in September and went back for teaching. And I didn't know anything about it, teaching younger children. Um, I didn't really understand anything about it. But as I said, I found an incredible person that I worked with who was the director of my first school who knew that I had a lot of creativity, and I just, you know, children know, um, it doesn't matter what the subject is, this is a philosophy of teaching, it, for younger children, it, as much, it doesn't matter what the subject is, it's, it's, they just have to know that you really are caring about them and interested in them, and when you do that, you make them feel good about themselves, and for a young child who learns how to feel good about themselves, the academic part is easier. They can achieve a lot more. So I discovered when I first went into teaching that using humor was a, a very good tool. It got their attention. Um, you know, made them feel good when they laughed. Uh, there was just a lot of reasons why, you know, humor really dictated how I taught. Um, uh, the 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 idea of you know the positive discipline with children is is one I had to learn. And and the director of the school would say, you know, you have to work on that part because, you know, I didn't really understand that part of it, but that also has a positive twist. You know, she used to teach me when a child ran across the room, you walk across and instead of saying, don't run, you say, we'll walk inside and we'll run outside. And I was like, oh. wow, boy, my mother never said that to me. <laughs> you know, it was, It's so it was, funny how you just do a twist on the words and how the outcome is so different. Wow. Yeah, it's just... It's, you know, like, and it's a retraining of the thought. But what I learned very fast is it's, it's a very positive way to interact. And, you know, I'd rather interact positively with people. You're going to get more from them, especially with, you know, students. So that was always my MO as a teacher, my creativity, my humor, and just, you know, making an impact on the, on the children. And if I had, I've had children come back to me years and years later who remember me, and I taught, obviously, taught preschool and then later kindergarten. But it's the impact you have on their lives. If you could think of a teacher that you had that you really liked, it usually wasn't that they were brilliant in the subject necessarily. They could have been. But that they really cared about you and they really had an enthusiasm about what they did. And those are the ones that you remember the most. So I always wanted to be that kind of a teacher. And I got very involved in teachers' associations and um, in the education of young children. And... Young children are misunderstood about education. It's, it's not elementary. It's a different way of learning. They learn through the senses. And just, uh, you know, as I said, this director taught me all of that. And I just, I just loved it. I got very immersed in it. And uh, the only thing is, and I, I tell this joke, and um, I, I did stand-up comedy with teaching, talking about teaching. And one of my jokes was, um, I retired a multimillionaire from teaching. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you know, like, so I, you know, about a couple of years into teaching, I started thinking about the entertainment side of things when I learned the clowning. 
And I just always wanted to do something in that field, entertainment, uh, with, um, you know, something about shows that make people feel good about themselves, that move them in different ways, that might teach lessons. And, of course, the twist was always on comedy. So I taught for several years, and then I started my first business, which was a children's theater. I was there for a little bit of time. I then got married. I I was from New Jersey, so uh, as my wife would say, the, the foreign nation of New Jersey. Right. And, uh, right. She thinks you need a passport to go across the bridge. Mm-hmm. So um, we, uh, I would get married, and I went back into teaching. She, you know, she's a teacher. She's an educator, and she's safer with the nine to five experience, um, and I'm more entrepreneurial. And after my last teaching job, I just took a breath and told her I was going to go back into entertainment. And that's where I'm at now. But inherently, I love to teach. I would teach forever um, if you, um, you know, gave me a CEO salary, maybe. <laughs> but, that's you know, it's, funny. It's, you know, I don't have to, I don't want to get into the philosophy of teaching that that's, you know, a whole other story. But the, the idea of a teacher is, is a noble, it's a noble profession. And the idea of changing kids' lives and making them feel good is a noble profession. Uh, what I found with what I do now is, is the same thing. I'm just not in the teaching classroom. But I'm having sure. You're teaching them in a different way, which is great. But what is the biggest difference between being a teacher and running your own business? Well, <laughs> uh, very big difference. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, a, a preschool can be a business. And it's a tough one. You know, people think it's mm-hmm. easy. if you go into it for making money, it's not not going to be the, the case. You have to really love it. But being in business for myself gives me the opportunity to have a certain freedom. Now, I've been in, this is probably my fourth or fifth time. And, you know, I know you wanted to ask me about it. I've made mistakes along the way. Uh, but I've learned from those mistakes. And I've, I've made changes. The biggest thing about being in business, and I guess this dwells into a business tip that you were going to ask me about, and is that you know it's it's fun. You're you're on your own. You're in business. I work out of my house. I have an office in my house, but you really have to discipline yourself. You have to you know if you're working for somebody, you're accountable. If you work for yourself, you're also accountable, but you're accountable to yourself. And you have to really um, discipline yourself. And one of my motivations in my business is the passion that I have for it. I have just an extreme passion for what I do, especially the Give and Laugh program now. And every time I lose some motivation, I can think about that. I can think about that I'm making a change and helping people's lives and that's very important. I think that, that I think that's so great that you definitely are changing lives and that is your motivator. But um, I, I hear what you're saying about your biggest challenge of, I don't know about you, Ellis, but I also have um, business out of the home. It's so easy to get distracted and, I don't know. I am seriously considering getting an office out of the home just to stay more focused. I mean, as a mom, I kind of do it all. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just it's important to just figure out how many hours you're really going to put into your business if you want the outcome that you're 
you know, if you really want to take the business to the next level. So it's challenging, isn't it? It's absolutely challenging. I just moved into an office office in our house. It, it was an office that was my father-in-law, so it has, you know, it's in the corner of a house and it has a separate entrance. But that was just a week ago. But before that, I was in my living room, and you don't have to tell you, you know, I have the kids and the dogs and the cats and the people and the, and you know, you know, with children, I mean, you know, my children, my child will say it's an emergency, you know, while I'm on right. the client, and then my hang up, I say, what's the emergency? And he'll say, I couldn't find the clicker to the TV. Right. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I said that's not really an emergency. So it's you know, it's training. And here's something really important with the house, if people do work out of their house as, as an advice, is you have to really work with your family and tell them that the door swings both ways, literally. Um, you know, and I'll say that when I'm in here, I'm working, and I will tell you the hours. And if it's an emergency, of course. You know, if you're bleeding, you have to pick you up from school, you're sick. But otherwise, no. And then I say on the other side, when I'm outside and with you guys, I'm with you. And I'm not going to wander back in and just kind of like browse on the computer. However, I may get an emergency in business. Mrs. Smith may want to call me and do a show tomorrow. So I might have to go back in. So I think it's important to set ground rules when you're in your house and uh, look at it both ways. Because, you know, my family is is number one. You know, they're paramount to me, although they don't think it all the time because they think I'm working. (laughs) I've seen you in person with your family, and I know that they're number one. And I think you're a great family guy. And it's just, we're all doing the juggling act. That's what it is. But we'll talk more about that when we come back. Everyone stay with us. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Hi, everybody. This is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station. Why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear the latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. 
For more on Mark and the show, check out marklevinsky.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Levinsky. Wednesday afternoon, starting at 3, 2 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back to Paying It Forward, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I'm so excited to have Ellis Adler with us today. He's known as The Funny Man. He's um, He runs The Funny Man Show, and he does an amazing job for so many children. So, um, Ellis, we talked about how you were a teacher, and now you're a business owner. With that, let's talk about five of your very best business tips that you'd like to share with us. The first one that um, you had given me was keep your dreams alive, but be practical about implementing them. Tell us about that. I just uh, sent an email to my older sister. I have three older sisters, and she lives down in Maryland, and they're in a very successful business. And about seven or eight years ago, uh, when I was talking to her, I was talking about what I'm dreaming that I'd like to do, which had been for a long time. And she took a pause and she said, Ellis, it's, it's okay. It's okay to dream. However, you know, you have to be practical in daily life. You have to think about when you, you think about your dream and then you roll up your sleeves and you have to do the work. And the work sometimes is tedious and the work sometimes takes, you know, a lot of thinking or, you know, implementing, giving it to other people. But that's really important. You just can't do the dream. So in essence, you know, it's you want to be inspired and you want to be creative. And I'm, I think all the time about thinking creatively or a divergent direction. I feel my business is, is very unique, um, but I have to make it work. But at the same time, after I think about these things, I have to implement them on a daily basis. I have to be realistic I have to be practical, and that means realistic and practical not only in the marketing of what I would do, but in the money, too. You know, you have to think of it as a business, so you have to think of how you're going to do that. And I, I always used to push that aside in my older businesses. Uh, I guess that's why people have money managers. But I I have to equally think of that as important. So um, it's it's just you know uh, a friend of mine said I uh, have the quote dream like a child and act like an adult. You know when people say to me uh, how old do you think you are I say well I'm always six years old perpetually. But that's, that's my business. That's... I'm in the business of entertaining that age, but but and I I should be because I want to stay. That's you know what I do. That's how I entertain. But I have to be responsible. You know I have to pay the bills. I have to make sure that uh, the work gets done that needs to get done. If I'm, I mean, I have a person working for me in computers. I have to delegate them properly what to do. So there's that, there's that balancing act, which is very important. Well, I, I think you do a great job. And I have to say one thing that I did not mention earlier is, Ellis, I think your job is harder. I can give a presentation to, you know, a couple of hundred executives on stage, no problem. But I will tell you, I used to be the leader to the Cub Scouts years ago 
for my sons when my sons were younger and I would have, you know, a room full of first grade boys. And I don't know, I think it was hardy doing that. So I admire you for what you do with the children and the fact that you get their attention and they're so into your whole show is just, it's really amazing. You're so good at what you do. So I see what you're saying that um, you, you have that mentality that you're still a kid and it's great to see. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, Maybe sometimes my wife doesn't think that that it's great to, be able to think like a kid all the time, but right. know, uh, she she knows where I'm coming from. Uh, and you know, I can be a little overly goofy, but uh, to your family, it's always going to be that way. You know, my wife always said to me, "Everyone else thinks you're funny. I don't really think you're that funny." <laughs> you know, I said, oh, "Yeah, that's okay. You know, that's okay." No, well, it, it's it's always different when it's your family. Mm-hmm. Trust me, we all go through the same thing. So it's kind of. Um, Everybody sees us differently, I guess, but you're doing a great job, and um, I'm so happy about that. But let's move on to business tip number two. What your weakness is, realize it, accept it, and get someone else who is better at it than you are to do it. So tell us about that, and I agree with you 100%. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a business major originally, and the, the, the dean of my business department was a man named Leo Beebe, who was uh, second in command at Ford Motor Company. And um, he told some unbelievable stories. His first project was to scrap a car called the Etzel, which is like a funny-looking car that was ahead of its time. But he told the story about Henry Ford, who was not an educated man. He was, you know, professors would come in and say, where's the Mississippi River and this and that. And he would get kind of aggravated. And then he said to them, I may not know exactly where the Mississippi River is. But what I do know is if I need to get something, I need to, I could find out how to get it and who to get it from. And that's because if you have a weakness in business, don't be afraid to ask people who are better at it than you. You can't do everything yourself. You just absolutely cannot do everything yourself. The biggest one for me is, you know, computer and technology. I mean, I can do it, but, you know, at my age, when I was in college, there was, like, one giant computer for the whole state, and, you know, it wasn't what it is now, you know, and these kids, including, you know, my 9- and 10-year-old, they know more about it than me. So, in what I do, internet and social media is the way to go marketing-wise, and I could do it, but it takes me so much longer than someone who really knows how to knows how to do that. And this gives me, frees me time up to produce the shows and be creative. So that's one thing I did find a, a young a gentleman who started for me who's just wonderful. He knows all about that, and he, I can just say, do this, do that, and he can make my email list and so forth and so on. So it's just, you See, know, that's who'd... great. I, I agree with you, Ellis. It is so important. And you know what? Sometimes there's just some tasks that you don't enjoy doing. And if you don't enjoy doing it, it's going to take you twice as long to do it yourself. So sometimes, at least with myself, I know I'm just so much better off clearing off my desk, not feeling guilty about it, hiring somebody to do it so that I can spend my time doing the stuff that I'm really good at and I really enjoy doing. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things that 
you might have deficiencies in that you really want to work on. Like organization for me is always a challenge. I'm always trying to figure out different ways to be organized because it's important. Um, so it's not like I'm going to give up what, what my weakness is. But, you know, certain things like, for instance, you know, my business, I have a vision of what my benefit would be like. I'm just I'm going to do a bigger benefit for a large charity. I'm not going to go into it now. In November, it's going to be huge. And I have a total vision of what it is. But I'm not an artist. I'm not an artist. I can't construct anything. I can't go into a room and figure out where things go. I'm, I'm, I'm what they call an inferior decorator as opposed to an interior decorator. <laughs> and, but I have the vision. So that goes back to the tip. So then get people who can do that. Get a person who can go into a room and say, you know, this is how it should look. And they say, right, we could put that there, that there. Even my son drew up the initial plans for this big event. And then my computer guy is going to make a 3D image, and then we're going to make a model. So those things I can't do, but I can be the, you know, the visionary and tell people what, what, you know, what they can do. And just, you know, certain things I can't do. Like in entertainment, people say, can you sing? And I can't. I can't sing. My whole family can sing. And they cover their ears when I do. But so, you know, let the other people sing. You know, they have the talent in it. I, I think that's great. And it's super, super important. Okay, let's move on to business tip number three. Find inspiration in others. How do you do that, Alice? Well, one thing I recently learned about that, I'm going to go a little bit backwards towards the the end of this, is I I learned an important distinction. I'm inspired by many people, famous and personal. But what I used to do is I used to almost want to emulate them. You know, my wife makes a joke, like, here we go, here goes your Walt Disney complex again. And what I learned is that you could totally be inspired by somebody, but then, you you know, back to tip number one, you've got to roll your sleeves up and do the work, and you be your own, quote-unquote, Disney. You be your own whatever you want to be. So my Give and Laugh program is my own thing accumulated from people that I've been inspired by. Um, so that's a very important distinction. But, you know, historically, I'm inspired by... You know, people who have made great, peaceful gains in the world, the Gandhis and the Kings and the Mother Teresas and um, people like that. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of personal inspirations. I spoke about my director of my school, uh, my friend Gary, who we've spoken to before. Uh, I have an uncle that was very successful in business. And once again, you know, I watch them. I've, I've learned from them. But the distinction I make now in my business is, they do inspire me, and now it's time for me to take that inspiration and mold it into what is, what is truly mine. And that's 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 what I didn't didn't do as much as I used to. Um, but you know, it's important. I, I you know, eventually would like to just hang up pictures of people that I can glaze at, and you know, feel that inspiration. Yeah, that's great. I agree with you. I think visualization works wonders, and even a vision board. Have you tried a vision board, Ellis? You know, I'm very visual. So, for instance, uh, one of the teaching tools that I use for my business is a web. Uh, web a teaching web is like, say, let's say your subject is, you know, right. Europe, Europe history, and then you do a web, you know, math, English, science, and then off of that you do what, what things you're going to So I do that with my – I have it looking at it right now. I have a big whiteboard. It says birthday wishes. It has all the people that I have to give to, and then off of them all the things that they're going to do. Um, I have to see it. I, not even on the computer is good enough for me. So, yes, anything, 
I think visual is really important for me uh, to look at. Uh, and every, you know, everybody has. Once again, everybody does it differently. But for me, it's really important. And then I could, then I could see the vision, even for future how this business will grow. I like to do that. I like to make a little timeline of how I want it to be. And of course, you can vary it along the way. Yeah, I think that's so important. I'm also a visual person, so I tend to agree with you there. Like. I have my iPhone. I love my iPhone, but when it comes to my calendar, because I don't know, I have three kids. I've got my husband's schedule. They're all involved in sports. Me, I would prefer the old-fashioned calendar that I carry with me all over the place. (laughs) So, you know, we all have to use what is best for each one of us. But I agree with you, Alice. I'm all about, you know, visually, I have to see it. You know, it just helps me operate a little better. But with that, we have come up to a close on our third segment. Everyone stay with us. And we have Ellis Adler with us, who is going to wrap up the show with some more business tips. So hang in there, everyone. And we will be back shortly with Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend It principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out GirlfriendIt.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back to Paying It Forward. We have Ellis Adler with us today. And um, Ellis, we're going to 
finish up with our business tips. We'll do tip number four, tip number five, and then I can't wait to hear a little more about the big event you're having this weekend. So tip number four, learn from your mistakes and most importantly, change up from what you did that did not work. So tell us about that. Well, you know, as I stated before, I've, I've made plenty of mistakes in business. And I think this time around, what I've learned is that you make the mistakes and you could look at them and study them and say, wow, you know, I don't, you know, why did I do this? Why did I do that? But what a lot of people don't do, including myself, is then they don't see what the action that you would take to not make those mistakes. You know, you could say, I'm never going to do that again. I'm sure your children or my children, like, if they do something, I'll, I'll never do that again. Famous less words. Right. So, you know, it's what action you're going to take to not do that again or to do something differently. And it's really all about making a change. And, um, you know, there was a, a quote, I'm, you, know, you might have heard it before, I'm sure our listeners have. It's, you know, the defini- definition of insanity, which the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Um, you know, you have to make a change. And it could be something simple. Uh, I spoke about, we spoke at the visual board. I couldn't remember certain things or certain appointments. So I used the reminder on my, on my, you know, my smartphone. Well, then I didn't check the reminders. So I tried to think over and over again how I can make this change so I don't, you know, lose sight of what things I have to do. And I finally, after just working really hard and figuring it out, I learned that the one thing I check Every day, many, many times a day is my email. So I found, I found a thing where you email yourself. If you think of it, boom, 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 you put it on your email, you know, do this, and you put a time, and your email comes up, and I'm always going to look at it. So um, it's not only just, you know, saying, oh, I made a mistake, or, oh, I'm not that good at it. You know, and, you know, we talked about that before, not being good at something. It doesn't mean that you can't get better at it, but you have to do something that different from what you did previously. And it's it's not only really a it's not only really a business model. It's it's a life model. You know, it's a, it's a life model. I mean, the the changes that I've seen people make, the great changes are because they look back at their mistakes and they did something in in many cases drastically different. They 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 did what they had to do to make the change. And change change is scary. Change is scary. Yeah. So in business you know, you're in your comfort zone, and then someone, you know, says to do this, to do that. Uh, as a quick example, my dad, who wasn't well-educated, had ShopRite come in, wanted to buy like 20,000 dozen cookies a week. But instead of it like 20 cents a cookie, they wanted it like 9 cents. And he didn't understand the the economics the of The volume, wow. Right, right. Even if you're making 2 cents instead of 8 cents a cookie, you, they're buying a million dozen cookies, you're going to make a lot of money. And he argued with me. Um and, you know, it wasn't going to change him, but as an example for that is that if, if it's a concept that, you know, people are telling you, hey, you know, you're not thinking clearly, don't fight them. Keep your mind open, research it, learn from it, figure it out, um, and keep an open mind. Open mindedness is really important. Um, sure. In, in I mean, when I made a mistake in my business, Ellis, I would really beat myself up the first time I made the mistake, but God forbid if I made that same mistake twice, forget it. 
it's you know you have to give yourself the leeway yeah you can make the mistake once but whatever you do try not to repeat that mistake so i do agree with you there it's important do whatever you have to do that you so that you don't repeat your mistakes so um let's move on to business tip number five Love plus joy equals the fire of enthusiasm. Tell us about that. Love plus joy equals the fire of enthusiasm was taught to me by a a rabbi. His name was Joseph Gelberman. Uh, Many years ago, I studied um, interfaith ministry. I'm very eclectic in my own beliefs. And I was told to go to this school. And this, this, this rabbi was absolutely amazing. And one of the things he said was, is this formula, love plus joy equals the fire of enthusiasm. I didn't really know at the time what it may have related to, but it's just stuck in my head. And, you know, for my business, as you know what I do, it's really essential. You know, loving what you do is very important. Now, you're not going to love everything you do and what you do, but as an overall, if you love what you do, it makes a big, big difference. And not everybody's going to be in a job maybe that they love what they do. But that goes back to the entrepreneurial concept that, you know, I've tried to make my way and find what I really love to do and make it work. And if you love what you do, you're going to experience a lot of joy. And sometimes it's, uh, it sounds really weird, but it's an act of survival, the joy. Like I've been on shows where maybe I've done like a walk around for like nine, ten hours standing on my feet, greeting people, making balloons, making them laugh. And, you know, I'm exhausted after five hours. But I have sure. no, but it's survival. I have to keep the joy. I have to keep the joy. I find the joy. And it's a great life lesson. Like you could do something that's so mundane, uh, the laundry, whatever it might be, and it's, it's a weird thing, but you could find joy in it. If, you know, you could sing, you could put music on. There's a lot of ways that you can find the joy and in your business during the tedious parts even with that you could find joy and it goes back to the change making that change and if you put the love plus the joy together the formula is the fire of enthusiasm and obviously unless i'm off base it seems like i'm pretty enthusiastic about what i do (laughs) you definitely uh, are that's great story to anybody so i you know i i believe in it and that formula has, has has really really worked for me Wonderful. So, Ellis, let's take the time to tell my listeners how they can learn more about you. And I'd love to know more about the event you're putting on on Sunday. Sure. As far as uh, Give and Laugh in general, uh, you know, a lot of it is through my Facebook page, which is uh, uh, facebook.com slash giving by laughing. It's all one word, giving by laughing. On that page, it explains... How Give and Life Works. It has question and answers. It tells the story, because the story is important in what I do, um, of why, how I got into it a little bit, my philosophy, and some other tidbits. For the event coming up, the event is um, a week from this Saturday and Sunday. So it's uh, the 25th, um, yes, the 25th and the 26th. It's at a place called, it's kind of a funny name, it's called the Vamps Club. It's the North Belmore Fire Department. It's their hall. And they're, they're really nice to me. They have a, a very spacious hall. They're very accommodating. And this is in North Belmore, New York, which is on the South Shore. Um, and we have, we have plenty of seats available. As I said before, you can come to the show. 
and there's going to be some other fun stuff there besides the magic. You'd be helping birthday wishes, or you can donate a ticket, which goes to the homeless kids or the Head Start kids to attend. And, um, you know, the more tickets that we get, the more that we raise money for birthday wishes. So um, it's very easy. Online, I have an t- online ticket site, and I can give you that site. It's uh, the, the one to buy tickets to come to the show is uh, TicketHookups.com. That's TicketHookups.com slash birthday wishes. And the one for donation, if you want to donate a ticket, which goes, as I said, to the head of Birthday Wishes who distributes them, is also TicketHookups.com slash Donate to Homeless. Donate to Homeless, one word. And for more information, you know, a lot of people, you know where to contact me. You can contact me uh, through my Facebook page. And uh, be glad to Surprise. help you. Hello? 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 Roy, okay. okay. Was that me or is that you? Um, it might okay. have been on your side, but that's okay. okay. They'll they can fix that up, I think, on okay. the radio site. My son is homesick, so I don't know. If... No, that's okay. That's okay. 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 So okay, so one more time, the date and the place mm-hmm. of the of the event. Sure, it's Saturday, April twenty fifth. Three show choices, uh, which are uh, ten, twelve, and two. And Sunday, April 26th at 12, 2, and 4. You can come to any one of those shows. And it's at the North Belmore Fire Department on Change Bridge Road. It's called the Vamps Club is the name of the hall. And um, the tickets are $15 each. You can get them online, as I said, through the website, tickethookups.com slash birthday wishes, or to donate, tickethookups.com slash donate to homeless. And uh, we'd love to see you there. And uh, also for future events, we'll you know we'll let you know about. We have some a lot of fun stuff coming up. I'm very excited about it. Wonderful. So I'd like to give a big big thank you to Ellis Adler. Ellis, thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. This has been a great informative show. You do so much for so many people, and I thank you so much. I appreciate. Um, Josephine, the opportunity to do this, um, it was very excited to be able to tell my story, and I'm, I'm really glad to, to be um, on this show with you. Wonderful. So thanks again, and everyone have a wonderful, productive week, and I'll see you again next week on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons learned, both good and bad, and sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of paying it forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. And for more great ideas, information, tools, tips, and tricks in life and in business, join us next week for more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com.